Okay. Hey. Are we on? We're on, buddy. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Pod Palace. I'm going to keep saying that, dude, for at least a little while. Hmm. It annoys Joe. It, it annoys just, everyone. I think it just annoys you, and that's enough for me. But, okay. Bring <laughs> this it. is Tom's usual comic approach. Yeah, we'll work for it. All right, go for it. All right, so, hey, everybody, we're going to be uh, talking about uh, a couple Here in the Pod Palace. Today here. Yeah, that's right. That's where we are. Yep. Um, and i uh, got a couple of uh, movies here. Every once in a while, we come out of left field. We do a, a director or so, you know something uh, that neither of us are incredibly knowledgeable about or have really any experience. And so yep. uh, Joe came up with, uh, with a challenge for us here. And uh, we're going to love to find out, get your you know, reasons why you came up with uh, Sejun Suzuki, Japanese Suzuki, you know, director. I'd heard of Suzuki forever, but I'd, I'd never seen any Suzuki films. Mm-hmm. And I just picked up two DVDs. That's great. I mean, I've let me never, just check them out. Had never heard of this guy. And you know what happened too is, um, we were set to do Suzuki months ago, mm-hmm. and a podcast that we really admire right. and that you should check out called the Important Cinema Club. Mm-hmm. Like those guys are funny, nerdy. I think a little more academic uh, than we much are. more academic than we are. More, um, more, more, more clinically knowledgeable. Absolutely, sure. did uh, an episode on Suzuki, which I st- still have not listened to because I didn't want to let it sort of. I know myself, so I thought I might be too influenced by listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just decided to hold off for well, a while. Uh, well, yeah, and we did, and we held off. Now, I actually listened to that podcast, because yep. when I got done watching these movies, we watched two movies, yeah. uh, I felt the need of some guidance. Some guidance? <laughs> some, <laughs> a little bit of help. I needed some context for what was going on. There. And they gave I'm, some good context, and they watched a couple of sort of semi-documentaries uh, oh, okay. about about. This is a perfect pairing, because I have zero context other it, than the films. That's, okay, all right. So let's uh, start with the first one is... 1960s Take Aim take, at the Police Fan. Take Aim at the Police Fan. Yeah. All right, so... Go ahead. Wow, what's your take on that one right now? Okay, nope. well, uh, all right. No, Just, go ahead. Go are, on. Yeah, so several things. Well, <laughs> I don't want to say too much about the second one, but it's almost like there's they're so different in, in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, this film, you know, black and white. Um, I, I I don't know if it's if you'd call it like hard boiled. It's not exactly that. It has elements of um, uh, of like um, Raymond um, Chandler mm-hmm. and um, the Hardy Boys. Like it's a it's a, a, a strange strange mix of different almost hard boiled well, genre I, examples in literature. I think it's because there is violence in this movie. I yes. think it's almost an it, it it comes across as like a noir that doesn't want to be too offensive, and that's really kind of what's going oh, on. I well, think. wait, I would disagree at the outset because one of the things I noted about this is it's like if if um, Bogart could have done films where you you push the edge a little more. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has violence on a different level than right. anything that surrounds it. Granted that now, but 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 I would say like our police, the guy who's sort of the uh, the protagonist in this, yeah. never really comes into serious danger. I mean, a lot of guns are shot at him, and it, it doesn't he doesn't even dodge him very well. It seems at some huh. points. Okay, so I thought that I thought it was I thought it, there was a kid glove approach to dealing with the main protagonist of yeah. the movie, yeah. whereas everybody else was fair game for getting killed in lots of interesting ways, in very very sort of violent ways. And even if it isn't, isn't physically or graphically violent, the, the intent is more violent than what I'm used to from this era in yeah. filmmaking mm-hmm. and and this genre in that era of filmmaking 
Um, One of the things I ahead. have to say that uh, okay, so so Suzuki and this movie is very much well is very much a product of the studio that created this movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's uh, the, the, this was a, this was kind of a poverty row studio. Mm-hmm. Okay. They made movie. They they had a definite schedule. Their movies were not were not allowed to take more than twenty five weeks to make. Uh, twenty five days. Weeks or days? Oh, yeah, you're right. It's fucking days. Because yeah. that'll be half a year. That's actually yeah, yeah. Gonna, seems kind of normal. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It is 25 days. They had 25 okay. days, and that includes the writing of the script. Okay, great. So they had to write the script, yep. do it, knock it out. It was Poverty Row, super poor. It was just, it was just bubble gum. They put out... They put out like three three movies a week. It's amazing that that so many of them are likely like this one part of the Criterion Collection. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. Well, I, I worry a little bit about that in some senses. Like, yeah. I don't know that this belong this movie here belongs in the Criterion Collection. I think it's, uh, we I think disagree. It's a, I think it's a very decent noir uh, with some really great sort of elements going on to it. But I'm not sure why it's in the Criterion Collection. So bring it. So bring uh, well, it. I actually think that that most noir is only that. Mm-hmm. Most noir is is decent. Mm-hmm. And it's really rare when you get noir that's beyond decent. And they're notable. And I would say this is almost in that category. Really? Okay. I thought it was just a really, really well-made movie. I thought that the, the plot line was um, mature. Like, it actually had some maturity to it that you don't expect in, in most noir. Okay. Um, so, which, which, I mean, I don't want to talk about it yet because we have to sort of get there with the plot. Which is essentially the title takes its name from there's a transport, a prison transport happening. Prison transport, like at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and there's a and the protagonist is is a guard, a prison guard. Yeah, yeah, prison guard, right? Like and, a prison warden or something like that. Like not quite the warden, but one of the one of the prison. Hierarchy. And there's a sharpshooter who who um, shoots up the van, tries to assassinate several prisoners. Right. And so he survives it, is um, put on like administrative leave or something for six right. months. Mm-hmm. And decides like I want to find out why would somebody this isn't random, right? And and he sees a woman beforehand that's odd before the shooting takes place, sort of waiting mm-hmm. alongside the road. And so he's trying to put things together, and he's like, I'm off anyway, so let me see what I can do to sort of make sense out of right. the <laughs> event I was involved in. A, a gentleman warden uh, detective, if you will. Yeah, well, and that is a weak. I would say the premise is the weakest, one of the weakest parts of here. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why the fuck would you do that? Like, right. But once you want to grant that conceit, yes, it, it kind of it unfolds really interesting in a very, very interesting way. I have to say the thing that this movie I think uh, is a good, is an excellent movie, but I think it's even more impressive if you realize the shooting schedule in which they did this. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really impressive stuff. Yeah, so so it's it's about him sort of putting things together. And the first the first stop is is to is to um, um, track down one of the survivors, right? Who who uh, we're, we're given to know before the the shooting um, was going to be released imminently. Mm-hmm. So so he tracks him down and tries to figure out like what. What he knows, or does he have any sensibility about why this is happening? And of course, like any noir, it leads him to all of these sort of characters who have their own connections and backstories. Right, and they're all a little bit, um, uh, what do you want, eccentric? There's like just enough eccentricity going on in all these characters from the Yakuza. Well, of course, you know, and the the, the, the wing of the Yakuza that, that is um, connected to a sort of like stripper slash um, escort mm-hmm. prostitute right. agency um, is being sort of temporarily run by the daughter of the Yakuza boss who's in the hospital, the daughter um, who's an expert um, marksman with an arrow. 
Right. And then, of course, someone has been murdered with an arrow. Yeah, right. Well, during the course of the movie, somebody, <laughs> one of the witnesses goes away because an arrow is shot into her very naked titty. And she's very obviously holding an arrow yeah, right yeah, up against her movie. Yeah. Uh, but again, again it's, it's, lo- it's definitely low budget. And sometimes it po- that peeks out from be- behind it all there. Let, do, let me really quickly. Do you think we need to explain what Yakuza is here? Or we, I think this people is a, get it. Japanese mafia. Japanese, I mean, okay. Yeah. So, so and, 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 you know, he tracks down a, a, a sort of like college age prostitute and, and and in trying to sort of track her down because she thinks he's after her for nefarious reasons he just mm-hmm. wants to ask her questions there's a really kind of interesting um, chase scene in Tokyo with really odd angles yes I mean there were aspects of it that just reminded me of like like I'm thinking of a movie called Criss Cross with Burt Lancaster out of Los Angeles we should do that sometime for like sure. a Los Angeles special mm-hmm. that it, what makes it and this to me like rise up to the cream of the crop of, of noir type films is that type of attention um, to like camera angles and like sequences and and right. I think it's it, it's kind of impressive for a short little film. Well, now this movie right here is kind of credited as, as Sejun Suzuki, the director, mm-hmm. sort of starting to come out of his shell a little bit okay. and sort of be, and becoming what he was eventually, which was just this guy who kind of outraged the, the system and a lot of society in general. Like his portrayal of this teenage, mm-hmm. uh, this 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 teenage chick. Uh, was considered very shocking at the time in Japanese society. Well, the thing that, you know, like Branded to Kill is is, is another film, and, and you might know more about that, but there's a sort of famous things with Suzuki in, in reference where he later becomes sort of a, um, compared to, to like Russ Myers and uh, Kenneth Anger and these sort of like weirdo booby fest mm-hmm. films, and there's no trace of it here to me. Right. This is actually just like a well-made, paced Story, right, and film, and, and I want to say, like, it may, if we were, like, we were Japanese, maybe there's an element of some kind of an exploitation to it that, that I just don't get. That's because I'm not Japanese. That Tom is not. Ja- I can confirm that. Extremely not Japanese. Although I look like I could be a Japanese sports hero, <laughs> a certain type of hero, a mm-hmm. diapered sports hero, mm-hmm. oh, diapers, or um, an animal from which they um, get oil for the lamps. Either one. Yeah, absolutely. Wait a minute. Look, a seal. I'd be a. I'd be a pretty cool seal. Yeah, keep it sealed, Tom. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, I, I really like the protagonist. I really like the woman who plays the archer. And uh, yeah. um, well, because like, there, there's an element of of the maturity I was referencing earlier. Like there's a there's a real sort of tension for her in that she it turns out was adopted by this father figure mm-hmm. who who is the Akusa boss, right? And of course she knows that he's a bad man in terms of the law, but she considers him a good man, sort of mislabeled by society as a bad man. And in terms of being an honorable person within his sort of honor among context, thieves, that's right. kind of a Suzuki theme, I think. Mm-hmm. And 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 um, she struggles with the fact that he may not be such a good man, right? After all, and what does that mean to her? Mm-hmm. And there's also, um, again, I think another sort of. Um, conversation about gender now within the Japanese sort of lens between her and this other sort of up and comer in the Yakuza who really thinks he should be taking the place of the boss if he dies. Correct. So, whereas whereas it's being, whereas it's being designed by the Yakuza boss to fall into her lap. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a power struggle go there. And it has the markings like at, even at its most frivolous, you know, that the sort of like, um, the scene at the cliff, Mm-hmm. Um, where he sort of um, is made to believe that the original s- s- prison survivor has now been killed. Right. And she shows up, it, where it, it gets a little like an Italian um, action film. Like Suzuki's taking a lot from from filmmakers 
of different nations. That's true, and I, and I have to say, I think I think he. We'll talk about it more on the next on the second movie uh-huh, here, yeah. uh, where uh, where I think filmmakers from other nations are also stealing from him. But you're right. Oh, there's this, for sure. There's this. There is this weird sort of. I don't speak any Westernish feeling. It's the. I don't know what exactly it is. There's a roughness to this to this movie on some of the edges that it's, it's kind of nice. It adds, it adds like another it. little element to it. I actually really like this film a lot. Okay, cool. And, and this one, and, and, it, and of course the next one even more so, but you can see, um, I mean, oh, every time you look at a weird film you haven't seen before, you're like, ah, Tarantino, I get it. <laughs> but this one it's this one and the next one, you're like, oh my God, of course, oh, Tarantino. Tarantino has totally watched this guy, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, but I would say with this although, one. Although he has, noted, he has been noted as saying he didn't, he is not really a fan of Suzuki. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. odd he's to me. Seen him, but he's not a huge right. You would think so, but but yeah. I think there are other ways that it comes around, and we'll talk about that. On the okay. Next well, in this one later. more than the next one, I would also say that I I could see like some Scorsese sort yeah. of taking lessons from from this guy, and also like what an interesting, you know, when I think of that time period in the fifties of um, like Jules Dessin and um, and Fellini and and Ingmar Bergman and all these sort of really interesting auteurs, like the fifties, I think the the first major auteurship in film where there were like many going on at the same time now in my own sort of view of cinema to add Suzuki in my mind to that dinner table that I imagine I want to talk about and that's why I'm so excited to talk about this and why I wanted to watch as much as I could about Suzuki to try to wrap my head around exactly where he stands well talk yeah I mean if you can do it before we get into the next film do you have more no because I think we need to get into the next film to really get at it Okay, because it's not as evident in this one and it's just all over the fucking map on this one of the things I'm interested to know I'm Mm -hmm. curious is what you think my take on the next film will be I've actually sort of imagined that so we're talking about Uh, 1966's Tokyo Drifter right yeah so whether or not you like it or not yeah 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 I think you like it you're wrong I think you like it, and if you don't, I can't blame you. But go ahead. Go well, the, ahead. I'm sort of a, I have the same sort of statement. It's like I actually was captivated by it, and there are a lot of things where I kept rooting to like it. Right. And then what I also recognized was there was a lot of me having to rewind because I kept spacing out because I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I just <laughs> didn't care about almost anything that was going on. That wasn't the, the, the what's interesting is the first film gets yeah. gets more of a hit for this in terms of. Um, like uh, reviewers mm-hmm. um, for style, too much stylization. But this one, to me, the stylization is what was very interesting about. It. I really right. loved the stylization, but it really, to me, uh, at the cost of a film. Okay, right. uh, almost. But it, but I was intrigued. This is one of those things where okay, so the, I'm just I'm 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 so fascinated by the second movie. The second movie yeah. is called Tokyo, Tokyo Drifter, Drifter, 1966. Yeah. Okay. So I just like there's so many things that come out that I think have come out of this. This is his claim to auteurship really comes into being in this yep. movie. Okay? okay. Yeah. And it's his use of color. Uh, oh, his use color. Of, like I like okay. His use of color is is extreme. I mean, he had yeah. a little. Uh, okay, he had very little. He had small budgets, and so he used color to this maximization. You ever All go right. to like paint a paint store to paint your room, and you get those swatches, and you're like, "That's a color. That's what this movie is like." Yeah, it really is. There's this opening scene. The opening scene of this movie, blue. Like, I love the opening scene. Of this it is movie. a great opening scene. Holy it's, shit! It's actually in black and white. Well, it is. Yes, it is. It's basically they got hold of this 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 film stock that had been exposed, uh-huh. and if he wanted to use it and see what it could look like, yes. And if, the only thing I could compare it to is I don't know if you ever saw Sin City. Uh, yeah, 
I have. It comes across like that. There's this bleeding black and white back and forth yeah. that goes on throughout this scene. It's a it's, dark, it's, almost reverse negative. Like Aronofsky's first film, Pi, has the same sort of footage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it, it's, yeah. It, it just has this feeling of yeah. like this true dream dreamscape quality to mm-hmm. it. It might, and I was watching it going, if this whole movie is like this, I'm my brain's going to die, right? And I'm going to like that. Uh, I'm yeah. going to be okay with that. I was great with the black and white. By the way, when the colors appeared, I was great with them too. Right. Because I mean, the only thing I can compare it to that's not that's a mainstream film would be like maybe. Um, oh, um, what, oh, oh fuck, uh, I was gonna say Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but like mm, that type of Steve like, Zizou, um, the the, uh, the the director, uh, Wes Anderson ish, like a Wes Anderson. Uh, use of color in that but in a style not as sense. subtle. <laughs> not a, no, no. You can even expect the Martin and Rowan to say "suck it to me" like um, in the middle of it. That right. was a terrible reference. <laughs> Holy shit, old man! But the, but like the our, our God, what, what is what is in the, and in the use of of like he, lack of logic too, like, yeah. like deliberate deliberately. Eschewing logic. Would in some you, parts do you mean of visually or just in, uh, as visually? A film? Yeah. And visually totally. and quite frankly, sometimes in the story itself, a little. Oh, bit. Oh, absolutely. I th- this movie is 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 very straightforward and then subtly confusing at points. Well, you only because you have to keep reminding yourself of like now this is the main plot. You have to tell yourself because the ancillary aspects are like well, there's also the necessary. There's also there's also the fact that we have a main protagonist and his name is Tetsu, and then we have his enemy who looks almost exactly like him, and his name is Kenju. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really close. Yes, and Tom's name like, is Tetsu. Oh, double Tetsu. Okay, so that was unnecessary and cruel. Yeah, but so right up your thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, so it's, it's almost like is the story like it's this uh, it's the it's a oh, yeah, straight so, yakuza tale. Where yes. Okay, let's go into the story. So, the guy so, wants to the guy is uh, his uh, Tetsu yeah. uh, is supposedly Tetsu the Phoenix, like maybe the greatest of all yakuza people. Yes. On the planet, blah blah blah. His, kill uh, a man with a ping pong paddle. Right. And right. yeah. Uh, and uh, and he uses uh, and he is he and his boss go legit, except they. The boss wants to get, yeah, wants to be a real tr- business. They're trying it's to get, the Coleone family to get out. in Lake Tahoe. And they're pulling us back in. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so, but the other uh, Yakuza families wanted to now are taking advantage of them, and they, mm-hmm. they pull them back into mm-hmm. the thing. Uh, it becomes complicated, and Tetsu, our hero, needs to go a wandering. He becomes the drifter from Tokyo, or a Tokyo drifter. The singing wanderer, uh, you yeah, might add, by the way. It's that, not a musical. I should I hasten to say it's not a musical. It, it isn't a musical, but there was, but, and I read something about where the um, the studio had become had gotten a hold of these very these pop artists mm-hmm. and were using them deliberately in movies like much like you, we would put an Elvis Presley in a movie or something like okay. that yeah. and that this guy was one of those pop the the guy playing Tetsu was one of these pop artists and so yeah. that like a like a pop song had was was interwoven into it just sort of willy nilly quite frankly you know what the, actually this is occurring to me as you're saying that and and then thinking about our our color commentary on the color itself is mm-hmm. the next year. Casino Royale came out, mm-hmm. and it was the only James Bond film that was just a parody of James Bond films, right? Based on the the influencing novel Casino Royale, right. but it had like Peter Sellers as James Bond, right? Mm-hmm. And Woody Allen was in it. Uh, William Holden had a weird bit role, <laughs> but it had that crazy color too. And it was the next year. I wonder if That's Casino were- Royale oh. was a little bit of, of of mockery or homage to to Tokyo Drifter. I could I could totally see it. Okay. Absolutely. I didn't mean to drop and, it. And, just- but, but we're talking but now but let's just back up and, and like talk about that a little again. We're talking about I don't know if you're uh, familiar with uh, Sergio Argento. Yeah. The Italian director? No. 
Okay. Well, he had, uh, but he was a guy in the he came a little bit later, and I'm sure his influence. He had to be influenced by Suzuki. Yeah. And he did a lot of things with angles and a lot of things with colors. Like some of his like like deep like deep red is I think the name of one of his movies. Yeah. Uses red very systemically throughout it and all that kind of stuff. But he did things like he did crazy wacky things with his camera in order mm-hmm. to suggest things going on inside of. He the, did a lot of ninety degree angles. That's right. Yeah. Now, what? Go ahead. Oh, that was, I'm sure that was good in your head. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, but now Suzuki, and here's where I had, like I said, I had to go watch uh, some interviews with him. Basically, the, like the guy would be like, "So why did you do that? Why did you go with that bright yellow color?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's wearing a white suit in a in a in a in a, a lemon in a lemon colored nightclub. Yeah. And Suzuki's basically no. Here's the thing: Suzuki's like, I thought it would look cool. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which suggests to me one of two things: one is. If he's really an artist, he's basically saying, ah, fuck you, I'm not telling you why. Or if he's just kind of a hand-handed individual, he's like, that eh, would look cool. You well, know? hey, put, put those like hands together because that's that's a conversation you and I have been having about people like Louis C.K. outside of the, that obvious conversation recently. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the idea that an artist might go, yeah, I don't care that that's what you're not supposed to do. I, that, I My instincts tell me that's the thing to do. Right. No and one it, gives a it, shit about and that so, thing. And so, it, so, it, so it goes over and becomes pop art, which is what he's really credited as being the king of pop art. And yeah. One of the kings of pop art in, in, in cinema. And all like that. I don't know. I just, I, but I can't. I don't know. If, the, but my answer is, I don't know if I like this movie or not. I, I, I want to in many ways. I mean, even I'm rooting for it, but yeah. I don't know that I do. I mean, the fight scenes, by the way, are are um, silly. They're very, very silly. Right, and almost intended to be. I would assume. I sort of assume so, but mm-hmm. then it's like I'm not sure what to do with this film. Which, I mean, am I supposed to? Is he sort of making fun of them? Or you know, I don't know, and mm-hmm. and that's my fault. That's my weakness. Is that it makes the it, problem it, I have with it is I can't quite label it. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, we have uh, hard ass um, criminal types who can't quite pull off beating somebody up or something. You <laughs> <Yeah>. know? <laughs> Always They're the kind slightest of cl- there's mistake. A, there's a clownishness going on behind. <laughs> Put your these gun down. Guys. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Fuck, I don't know. I mean, visually, this movie has got some stunning, stunning pieces in it. And sometimes the colors are just... I, that's the thing. is, There's almost nothing going on for them to actually to be distracting from in some cases. But right. um, it's worth it to see it. I, I'm going to go with that. Uh, to know more about this this sort of piece of the puzzle of world auteur you know, yeah. filmmaking, mm-hmm. absolutely. Is he an auteur? But that's what I'm saying. If there's if his artistic intentionality is is almost is nearly non-existent. But it's not. See, this is where I think based on these two films. And again, there are people probably screaming who who really know about this guy who is screaming at the right. fucking computer right now. Like, He's what hoping. the hoping. You know, Brandon the kill. You didn't even talk about that or whatever <laughs> it is. But based on these two films, I think it's unfair to call him like the Japanese Russ Meyer. Mm-hmm. I mean, Russ Meyer is, is is really just like an extended laughing episode. Right. It's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Whereas Suzuki has ridiculousness in him. Yeah. But also, you really see there's, there's a, a filmmaker there. There's yeah. also a competence. Absolutely. And I think it did help. I, I, I think I I would, um, my, my view is tempered by the fact that I saw... The other one, the take aim at the police van, mm-hmm. because it, you know what I mean. It's sort of like it's sort of like seeing oh, yeah. um, early um, Picasso paintings. And you're like, God damn! Like 
I'm going to go Kubrick on that one. To me, in a certain <laughs> yeah, sense, thing. I mean, like you can see, you can in Paths of Glory and yeah. Killing, you could spot little elements sure. of what would eventually become the Kubrickism yes. uh, that went on to eventually become very Stanley Kubrick, very much his own thing, and very yeah. in this sense, yeah, very unique. But to see something early on where it's like, oh, you really can paint a beautiful landscape, right? You know, and and then there's the Cubism or whatever, whatever. <laughs> if you're using Kubrick, whatever yeah. it is, so. and then uh, so, and then Suzuki basically kept doing things like this in movies and essentially pissing off the company that he worked for and they they, they, they ended up blacklisting him for like 20 years or something. Oh, I can definitely see myself watching more Suzuki films. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be interested in doing it. Um, and it, it and it's got the, the I always like to use this this um, this scenario. The, your favorite album of all time is oftentimes the one you hated to begin with or that you were mm. maybe really unsure about. I could well imagine not liking him in the long run, but I can also well imagine putting him up there as like this person that I want other people to see and know right. about and I'm interested oh, in. Oh, he's definitely that, isn't he? Yeah. I think he's definitely I think even now, even and even now he's somebody I want people Well, but like a lot of things that you and about. I you and I get into with films, it's like, um Very what do we show first? Right, right, you know, right. like what? How would we lead someone down and yeah, the do road we start of Suzuki? Off a shoot at the shoot at the van, Probably. or do we throw him into the deep end of the pool? Tie a weight to him. Well, if I'm if I'm talking to our audience and, and you're someone who's seen no Suzuki or has hasn't seen either of these, I would say go in the order of the police van, yeah. take aim at the police van, and then Tokyo Drifter. Tokyo Drifter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That would that would actually so, make sense. <laughs> so it's not if you be... wanted to make sure they enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 Tokyo yeah. Drifter is such a trip, though, man. It's Fuck, finish that first one soon and get to Tokyo Drift. That's it's, what I'm it's, all, it's all very, very interesting. It's so compelling and interesting. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, you have any business, Tommy? Yeah. Uh, come check me out, uh, tomsmithcomedy.com for performance dates. Uh, join us on uh, Patreon, of course. We'd really use some Patreon, support by the and way, love we, from we, the end. We should just say, look, here's the thing. We're going to do this no matter what. We, mm-hmm. we're no, this is not a, a PBS plea because we're going to go off the air. We're always going to do this. Yeah. Um, and it's not super expensive, um, but it is our time, and there are some expenses. And so it would just be like if you know we're getting seventy-five or a hundred, or in some cases one hundred and fifty people per episode. If you're one of those people, you, you just really appreciate. It's just an, an act of appreciation. Act of appreciation, and we'll allow we'll we'll be able to build the pod palace up to its potential. <laughs> you're that goddamn God pod palace. Damn it, right? Well, and the, bags, baby. The, the thing that it would um, facilitate beyond what we're actually doing is this. What we'd like to be able to do is to I don't know. You're signaling me something. No, to get get four microphones and hit the road. Oh well, there's that. I mean, we're and we'll eventually do that anyways. But but what we'd really like to be able to do is is to have four. Um, monthly supporters, um, additional shows, additional secret shows right. mm-hmm. um, that only you have access to. So that would be something. And of course, yeah, to be able to take this on the road and so forth. Yeah, get, get some more equipment, get some better equipment as well. So, and that all, that's all said. Please, uh, please contribute to Patreon. Please, pardon me, Governor. <laughs> Why don't you have something to kill me, Ricketts? <sighs> and we, and dig- we always with dignity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait, did you mention your website, Tom? Uh, I surely did. And join us on Patreon and also uh, rate uh, rate and review us on um, the iTunes. old iTunes. The iTunes. All right. We love you, people. And we love you. And I, we love you, Joe. I love you, Tommy. Oh, please. Right please. here in the and old pod palace. Oh, the spooning in the pod palace. Uh, put it in the old pod palace. Spooning in the pod palace. Ding, 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 ding. Go.